We are stoked to tell you about our first sponsor, Anchor. If you're like us and you want to start a podcast but have no idea where to start, listen up. So when we first decided to start a podcast, we were looking for a way to put your brain on weird out to the most people um, without having to do the most work. We are so happy that we found Anchor because they distribute our show to apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts for us. This means that our listeners can find us wherever they already listen without having to download anything new. Once you're ready to get going, just create an account and start recording. They have the tools you need to record and edit your podcast. You can even edit on the go from your phone. Anchor has everything you could possibly want, including free transition sounds and photos that you can use to build your show. Not only that, but you can start making money as soon as you release your first episode. The best part is that all of this is free. So if you want to make a podcast, go to anchor.fm and get started today. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. By supporting them, you're supporting podcasts like us, too. Your Brain on Weird is recorded in private homes in a state where marijuana is recreationally legal. This show's content is intended for adult audiences only. I'm Sam. And this is Your Brain on Weird. It's a podcast about the paranormal, occult stuff, spooky stuff, wacky stuff. Uh, Anything weird. Yes. How are you? <laughs> um, I am exhausted. Yeah. As usual. But uh, more exhausted than usual because I've been on my feet. For the last two days, and I'm a tired little baby. Yeah. 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 yeah I feel that. <laughs> oh, I guess the last, like, four days. So, over the weekend, we took Ruby for run. What did we do? On oh, didn't you we go for a hike? Yeah, we went out for a hike on Sunday, which was very nice, mm-hmm. but it was very long. Um, but Ruby got to run around off leash because there was nobody else there nice and she made a puppy friend oh my sister's dog and yeah she was really just living her best life yeah and it was really Aww. cute and she was really tired and she just like passed out in the car on the way back home <laughs> and then like didn't move for the rest of the night and i was like all right well, well i guess that's okay tired her out Oh yes. yay. <laughs> yeah. So we had well, a that's really fun. good weekend. Yeah. And then it was sad going back to work yesterday and today. But Yeah. That's just <sighs> what being an adult is like now, I guess. True. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, you'll get used to the physical aspect of it soon. So that's good. <laughs> Plain. <laughs> um, yeah. How are you doing? I am same. Pretty exhausted, mm-hmm. but I, uh, we officially moved tomorrow, so we've been spending, uh, the last couple of days actually physically putting stuff in boxes, so that's been a lot, but then tomorrow we, like, are gonna have to load up a truck and actually physically move all of our junk, which is 
gonna not be fun. But we have people who are coming to help us, so it should be slightly easier. Um, and our, like, inspection for our current landlord went well, so we're gonna get our entire security deposit back, which is good. Because <laughs> I was really anxious about that. For some reason, not like we did anything to the place, but I was still, like, worried that something was gonna- I don't know. Man, so, unless you put, like, holes in the walls, like... Yeah, that's the thing. There's is no I, reason. I literally have had no reason to be concerned about anything. I was just... I don't know. I was thinking maybe he was going to find something. Whatever. So that went fine. Um, and so now that that's done, I'm just focusing on the fact that tomorrow we're going to be in our new place. And it's going to be really nice. And... Yay. Yeah. But my body is going to hurt for the rest of the week. <laughs> Yes. After that. So. That'll be great, actually. I'm very excited. It's going to be great. I spent. Yeah. (laughs) I actually. Oh, my gosh. So full disclosure, I spent like the entire time that we were packing today chugging hard iced teas because I was like, well, (laughs) why the fuck not? And then at like 3.30, I went to go reach in and grab, I don't know, maybe my fourth or fifth one. And I was like, oh, shit, I have to record in an hour and a half. Maybe not. <laughs> I want it to be slightly coherent for this, so... Mm, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little yeah. bit. So, um, I've had some beverages. It's five o'clock. Actually, it's now six o'clock in the evening, so, you know. Well, I didn't notice, besides the fact that you were physically drinking a tea, but... Perfect! Oh, yeah, I'm currently great. drinking one, because I was like, well, while we're recording, I guess Oh, I while we record, one. it's okay. Yeah. yeah. If I'm a mess by the end of this when I have to do my portion, then that's my fault, so... Okay. <laughs> <sighs> So yeah, have how did you actually remember to drink water at work today? Or I did. Okay, actually. well done, well done. Yes. So I had some Edamins Danish for breakfast this morning. Nice, because I'm an adult. Yes. And then I just like my mouth felt so so gross after. So I like oh yeah, basically Ooh. my entire bottle of water on the way to work. And then I got to work, and I refilled it, and I, like, drank all that, and I refilled it once more, and drank all that, and then I just refilled it when I got home. Nice. So that's a few. Good. Good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Considering what time it is, that's very good. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> yes. As opposed to last week, where I was like, <laughs> I didn't have none. any. Yeah. <laughs> Zero? Whips. Zero the right answer? <laughs> <laughs> How are you hydrated besides uh besides beer? <laughs> malt beverage. Yeah, wait. malt beverage. I guess that's technically. I mean, it says har- Oh yeah, malt beverage with select teas and natural flavors. It's Ooh. twisted tea. It's nothing fancy. It's literally twisted tea. Um I'm on my second water bottle, I guess. Yeah, and I'm almost done with it. So I'm doing okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I should probably drink two or three more before I go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Just so I don't wake up and feel awful tomorrow, and then we have to, like, load stuff into a U-Haul. I don't want to be that guy who's just hungover on the day of moving. <laughs> oh, I've been that guy, man. It's not fun. It's not. I don't know what I was thinking in previous years. You're like, it'll be fine. It's like, holy shit, I'm stressed about moving. Let me drink about it. And then you're like, God damn it. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, yeah. um, before you get into your story, 
which I'm really excited for. Um, I don't know what it is, but I'm still really excited for it. Um, I had a couple of just like shout outs, I guess I wanted to do. Ah! I'm just going to shout just, ah, perfect. That's my shout out. Ah! Done. (laughs) (laughs) This is not an ad, first of all. Um, I just wanted to um, share this thing that I'm really excited for. Um, The Conspiranormal podcast that's hosted by Adam Sane is doing a conference. It's a virtual conference called the Strange Realities Conference. It's from September 25th to 27th. Um, it's going to be online, like streaming, and it pretty much focuses on all things that are highly strange. So, um, like paranormal ufology, cryptozoology, occultism, conspiracy theories, pretty much like the same stuff that we talk about. Um, so that's, it's, you know, pretty exciting. But the main thing that I wanted to bring up was that our friend Ren Collier is doing a presentation Yay, Ren! So, yeah. Um, he helped us with our episode for Albert Rosales. So if you guys remember us mentioning his name, that's why. Um, he also worked on the um, Cypher for Hellier. So if you know NAEQ.io, that's one of the people that created it. Um, he is doing a presentation on the Hollow Earth concept. So, Holy shit. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm really excited for it. Um, he's pretty much just going to talk about, like, the history of that whole idea. Um, I don't know, like, anything about it, so I'm pretty stoked. Me neither, man. Um, yeah, and Ren is, like, super knowledgeable, so. Thanks, Ren. Just for my birthday? So nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly! It's literally the weekend of your guys' birthday, essentially. So, yeah, yeah. Great way to spend your birthday. I'm saying. <laughs> and... You can find you can find the Strange Realities Conference at strangerealitiesconference.com. Um, other presenters include people like John Tenney, Ooh. Alan Greenfield, um, Tim Banal, Kiki Nombreski, um, a whole bunch of other people that are just like really well known in I guess our community, the weird community, <laughs> paranormal community, the paranormal um, community. Yeah, yes. yeah. So that's something to be excited for, and I definitely recommend that you guys check that out. So, yeah. Wow. Thank you for telling us about that. I you hope, are so welcome. I hope our listeners tune in. Yeah, I hope so, too. Yeah, I think I think it's... I just think stuff like that is really cool. The whole idea of doing, like, uh, streaming conferences mm-hmm. with everything that we're going through right now is, like, a really cool way for everyone to get together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the other shout-out I wanted to do was actually to my mom. <gasps> my mom! <laughs> I like I feel like I did this on the last episode essentially or the episode before that we just talked about my parents and how cool they are but <laughs> my mom texted me this morning and was like oh I'm driving down to Pennsylvania to visit family and I decided to listen to YBOW and I was like oh like yay I was like wow thank you but also like sorry for the swearing and she just responded and was like it's nothing I haven't heard before I'm just like okay cool so the other thing is she subscribed to our Patreon so, thank you, Mom, for subscribing to our Patreon. Thank, thank you for you, supporting our dreams. Yay! That is so exciting. The other thing is that she she called me, like, an hour ago, like a half an hour before we started recording, and she was like, oh, I listened to your, like, Edinburgh Vaults episode, where you talked about when we went to the Edinburgh Vaults, and she was like, you know, we've stayed in, like, a whole lot of haunted places 
when you were a kid when we did because my dad my dad travels for work and he travels travels internationally so sometimes we used to like get to go it's not like we were constantly going on crazy vacations but you know um and we stayed in a lot of haunted places and apparently my sister had some kind of weird experience at a hotel we stayed in so i have to ask her about that at some point um oh man i'm excited to unlock that so um so shout out to my mom for listening to our podcast and being super cool and for supporting us and uh i will definitely be talking to her and to the rest of my family about some stuff that apparently i ignored when i was a kid yes that everybody Mm -hmm. else in my family was like oh cool this just happened and then we just didn't talk about it so that sounds great i'm looking forward to it yeah, me too. That's all I have to say. I'm done talking now. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. All right. All right. So. All right. As we know, <laughs> I, two episodes ago, did my two episodes ago. So I guess that was like four episodes ago. Something like that. I talked about the Final Fantasy VII house and um, the cult surrounding Jen Cornette. And... Our wonderful listeners told me that there was a second part to the story. And basically, in 2015, the show Hannibal came out. Mm -hmm. And Jen somehow broke onto the Hannibal scene and started, like, doing her stuff under the alias of Freddie Lowndes, which is one of the reporters on the show. Oh, of course. Um, so she started, like, kinning Freddie Lowndes, and she had a whole YouTube channel, and <laughs> someone fucking sent it to me last week, and I was, like, sick. It's, like, 10 o'clock at night. I'm gonna watch this tomorrow. And I went online to watch it the next day, and the entire YouTube channel had been deleted. Um uh- <laughs> Like, within that 24 hours, right? It was, like, yeah. within that time that you were sent it and the time that you went to go actually watch it. Yep. So I, like, clicked so, on it and I was like, ah, oh, shit, there's, like, a couple, there's, like, an expose. There was, like, the journals, like, her thoughts and feelings. And then it got shot down. So. I can't believe that, man. I was pretty uh, pissed about that. Yeah. So I was able to get some information about that, but, um... Not a lot, and I didn't really understand it, so I didn't feel comfortable telling the story about it. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So, apparently, Jen, who runs that channel, does this a lot, and will probably be re-uploading the videos or reactivating the channel mm-hmm. sometime soon. So, when that does happen, I'll be back to talk about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Sick. in the meantime, okay. I'm going to talk about... What happened after Eris left the Final Fantasy VII hunt, uh, oh. house? Okay. Okay, so when when we last we heard the uh, 2005... Record scratch noise. Um, Jen was married to Hojo, mm-hmm. and there was one point where Jen had her friend Eris over. I was going to say, wasn't that like the friend that like... Just visited? Yeah. And okay. she tried to, like, get Zach and Eris to hook up, but that wasn't a thing, so she hooked up with Eris. Okay, um, okay, 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 yes. Another name that she went by was Anna. Mm-hmm. And then 
after Webmaster moved out. Um, Jen and Hojo broke up, and Jen and Anna started dating, and then we kind of lost them around, like, 2006, 2007. Okay. So this story picks up in early 2007, and the official title of this is The Sarah Saga. Okay, okay. I kept seeing you say that, and I was like, I don't really know what they're talking about, but I'm not going to ask. Okay. (laughs) So this is the Sarah saga. (coughs) Oh, boy. Um, I also, I guess there's, like, no definite proof that the person in this story, Sarah, is the same person as Anna. It's been, like confirmed by like voice recognition and like other people like putting their input in and being like i think these are the same person like quote unquote confirmed yeah 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 yeah. exactly so this could either just be another member of the soul bonding community or it could be anna okay so trigger warning my following story contains some sensitive content and it does have a very anti-trans sentiment to it, and oh, it's a little okay. fucked up. Well, the last one, the first part was also pretty fucked up, so that doesn't shock me. Yeah, this this is fucked up in a different way. So okay. the person who wrote this story out, his name is Pete, and he like wrote this story over a period of a few weeks or a few months, posted it online, Um this guy on YouTube, his name is Fear Addict. He oh. saw the story and his thing is to like um like narrate. He's like a storyteller on YouTube. Oh, okay. I've seen I've seen like channels that are like that. Yeah, right. exactly. So he just like tells like creepy pastas mostly. I think he writes some of his own stuff. So he like basically just like read out this guy's like posts that he posted like word for word okay um and that's how i found this the original story the written story is gone Mm -hmm. and i don't know if anyone like has that archived somewhere but if you do send it to me because i will warn you ahead of time it is kind of (laughs) open-ended okay yeah. Hmm. So for whatever reason, Pete didn't get to finish writing down the story or whatever. But you'll you'll see why when I get there. Okay. okay, um, okay I also okay, okay. took notes on about half of it, and the rest I'm gonna just ad lib. Okay. Sure. Because it's more authentic I, that way. I got like so tired taking notes. I was like, I'm just gonna listen to the rest of this video. Also, I was getting like triggered. <laughs> Not. Yeah. Lie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, like I said, this was written online in... 2000... Oh, I guess I don't know when this was written. It oh. was written after the fact. Um, at least two years after the fact. Um, the guy on YouTube uploaded this narration video in 2016. So, okay. somewhere between 2008 and 2016. <laughs> okay, sure. Oh, what else was I gonna say? Oh, so it was, like, written online. It was just, like, a forum... He got like, um, fuck it, fuck it. I'll just start. I'll just okay, start. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm confusing myself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's why I normally have to just like take notes on every single thought that I have when I'm doing research, or else I'll just like poof. I'm gone. so bad. 
so good. <laughs> okay, so our story start starts in Southern California in late 2006, early 2007. So the narrator, his name is Pete. He lives in this old Victorian house owned by his friend Matt. Mm. Um, it was passed down in Matt's family. And it is like a giant house. There's four stories. There's a carriage house, which I Sick. assume is a garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. fancy garage. Essentially. But yeah. it was like a living space. Sick. So Pete and Matt lived here with four other people. Okay. Basically, Matt was in his late 20s, just like wanted some, you know, responsible people around and like. He had a couple dogs and he like just like wanted like a really nice environment to live in, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the roommates moved out to get married and they started on their search to find a new roommate. And they posted an ad and they got a bunch of hits. So they like had everyone fill out an application and there was some like pretty like strict guidelines that they were looking for um, that are important to know. Okay. One, they were looking for someone who was like older than 25, gainfully employed, like employed, no students, no yeah. whatever. Okay. Um, fuck, what, what else? Something else. Um, <laughs> but those are the two big ones. They're older than 25. They're employed, they're, like, responsible, they're clean, whatever. Yeah. So they send out an application, they narrow it down, they start talking to some other people, they narrow it down more, then they have, like, a couple people left, so they, like, just run background checks just to make sure, and everything comes up fine, and then they decide to let this girl, Sarah, move in. So Sarah moves in at the beginning of February in 2007. She pays three months in advance. When they ran her background check and stuff, she had a California ID and, like, gave them a couple names to look up because she was like, hey, I changed my name at some point. And, you know, they didn't ask. Both names came up clean that she gave them. Mm -hmm. And she shows up, um, like, out of a cab with her luggage, like, just some luggage, but it has, like, luggage tags on it, which they thought was weird because they thought she was from California, but they were just like, okay. She's like, oh, I was visiting my parents in New York, and I flew in. Okay. Um, a couple days later, like, her moving truck arrives. They you know, move her in, they get her settled. She is sharing a bathroom on one of the upper floors with the only other girl in the house. Her name is Carrie. And the, she says she's taking a couple days off of work to get settled into her new apartment. And everything, like, seems fine and cool. She, like, passed their telephone interview and shit, and she seems just like, whatever. So it's a couple days later and Sarah goes to work only to come home like an hour later. She's in tears. She's like just like heartbroken and she's like, I just got laid off from my job. And Ooh. it's just like, 
I don't have a job anymore. And everyone in the house is like professionals. There's um, a couple engineers. There's a guy who manages a store. There's like um, a school guidance counselor. That's who Matt is, um, the guy who owns the house. Mm-hmm. And a lawyer, maybe? Yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. So these are like professionals. Working professional. Yeah. Yes, and um, she told them on moving in that she was a software developer, and she worked for a software development company. Mm -hmm. And they, like, called her boss, and they confirmed it. Like, you know? So she got laid off. And the other people in the house are like, holy shit, like, that sucks. But we're all, like, respected within our jobs, so why don't you give us your resume? This is 2007. Mm-hmm. And we'll, like, hand it around. And, like, we'll see if someone at our jobs is, like, hiring. Yeah. And. That's um, nice of them. Yeah. That's really nice of them to be, like, hey, like, sorry, but, like. We'll help I'll, you. I'll, like, yeah. I'll try to help you. Like, that's fine. Yeah. And I don't know if I said this, but she paid for the first three months. Yeah. Moving in. Yeah. So she dawdles. And she dawdles. And she stalls. And she's like, oh, I can't get you my resume. Like, and then, like, Matt's like, oh, like, do you not have a resume? Like, I'll help you write one. And she's like, no, I know how to write one. But I'm going to my boyfriend's house this weekend. So I'll just deal with it later. And so she flies to her boyfriend's house that weekend. And Pete is, you know, trying to be nice. And he, like drives her to the airport and it's like fine and she's gone and then she comes back and she's still not looking for a job and she doesn't have a personal tv so she uses the one in the family room like all the time to play this really old video game and i don't know the name of the video game i will say that information has been lost lost yeah (laughs) lost to the ages oh man Um, that's okay yeah so i'm not really sure but it was like it was like an old ass game clearly i mean like this was in 2007 but it was like a 90s game yeah yeah so she was like constantly like in the family room basically like on the tv or up in her room sleeping or on her computer or something like that you know Mm -hmm. um and basically is making like no attempt to get a job or whatever but she's not really that worried she paid for her rent in advance whatever Mm. but the people living in the house are like hey man man yeah yeah Yeah. get off your ass yes so the first thing is she comes back from her boyfriend's house over the weekend and everyone's feeling like pretty bad for her so they all get together and they cook a meal for her and like do like a family like family Aww, meal. and she's a vegetarian and she like kind of made a big deal about storing her food with like the meat products when she first moved in and she just like ended up like using like a separate mini fridge whatever okay yeah um, okay whatever I guess. If it works, it works. Whatever. Yeah. So they cook vegetarian for her, but they also, like, make some stuff that, like, they would want to eat instead. Like, meat. They made some, like, other whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah. 
And they're like, don't worry, like, we cooked the veggies separate, like, there's no contamination, like, don't even worry about. And, like, she refuses to eat the meal. She is like, just the fact that you are, like, extending your life force by using another animal's and, like, I can't deal with that. I can't, it's like murder, you know, whatever. And everyone's like- so dramatic. What the fuck, dude? Calm down. <laughs> so they're like already edgy with her now. And, you know, the weeks go by and she still doesn't have a job. And she like, it looks like the week or two after she comes back from her boyfriend's house. She's like, I'm going to fly to the UK to see my friend. Uh... Where is she getting and the money for all, all these like, flights? Isn't this bitch broke? Yeah. Exactly. Everyone's like, aren't you broke, bitch? Like, you don't yeah. have a job. But once again, Pete is, like, being a nice guy, so he drives her to the airport and whatever. Less than 24 hours later, he gets a call. Or, like, the house gets the call, because they don't have cell phones. Like, the house gets a call. Oh, landlines. Oh, yeah. Yeah, boy. Vintage. Um, And it's Sarah from the airport, and she is in tears because the UK did not let her enter the country. (gasps) So shocking. For some reason, Pete goes and picks her up, and... Come on, Pete. She, he, like, doesn't really get an answer out of it. They, like, went through her computer, I guess, and they found something that they didn't like, so they weren't going to let her enter the country. So she got deported. And they, like, took her medication, and she was like, hey, I'm a mess without my medication. Like, I am emotionally unstable, and, like, I don't know how to deal with this without my medication. But, like... Can you not tell the other people that we live with? Because I don't want them to think I'm crazy. And he's like, mm. nah, dude. <laughs> I mean, I think she's doing that herself, but. Right? Y- mm, okay. Right. So, um. <laughs> At least she's on medication. Ugh. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah, but her meds got taken away. Mm-hmm. So the next couple of weeks go by. She still isn't even attempting to look for employment or anything like that. And everyone's, like, pretty sick of her shit. Like, she's being real weird all the time. Mm. And one day she announces that she is going to have a friend come over and stay the week. Which is against house rules. <laughs> oh. Already. Okay. Um, Because they have, like, a maximum, like, three day at a time your friends can come stay with you for three days at a time. Yeah, okay. Because they're all working. They all want to, like, come home and chill. They don't want to, like, have to entertain. I get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally get that. And she agreed to this upon moving in. Yeah. (sighs) It it gets good. Okay. It gets good. Um, So one day, like, her friend shows up. And they are the person that she was trying to go visit in the UK. And they were just like, I'm just going to come here instead. Okay. Okay. Sure. So. That's nice of them. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know how they fucking got the money for that. Oh, yeah. I, okay. What'd you say? I said, I do. Please hold. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> okay. 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 Um, so this person presents as female, but asks to be called Bishop something. And the narrator is super unreliable and he doesn't remember this person's name. So he just calls them something the entire time. Literally the word something. something. Yes. Okay. Which I thought was really transphobic. And so I'm going to use the pronouns that they asked and I'm going to call them Bishop from now on. Yeah, that seems <coughs> a little bit more understandable. That's okay. You know, we're yeah. not, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> so like, I got to tell you, if you want to go and listen to like the whole thing, it's about an hour and 15 minutes and it's, it's gross. It's like gross how they're like talking about this person. And I don't think they're the good people in this story. I don't think they're the good guys in this story. Like the narrator. Okay. Um, just something to think about. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, so could, this, could it just be because it was like early it, 2000s? Yeah. I'm like definitely thinking that that has something to do with it. But it, it goes beyond like, you know, like the internet language at the time. And he like straight up says like, he asked me to call them him and Bishop and this, but she was born as a female and she presents <sighs> as a female, so it's a girl. And I don't give a fuck what the fuck you tell me. So, oh my it's god, literally okay, like, okay, 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 okay. It's yeah, if somebody if somebody asks you to call them something, I don't care who you are. If somebody asks you to call them something, you just call them that. Like, what's the problem? I don't understand. I don't get it. We don't need to keep talking about it, but that's, like, extremely infuriating, so I understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, it is frustrating, and that's why I'm just, like, I'm trying to leave that out. So, I'm going to refer to Fair. this person as Bishop from now on. Well, that's and, what they um, asked, so that's... Because that's what they asked. That's what they said their name was. Yes. Um, so... Oh, shit. I think, I think before Bish Bishop shows up, um... They ask Sarah about, like, her name, and she tells them that it's the name of a, or her last name, her last name specifically. It's the name of a video game character. And they're all like, oh, okay, like, it's a video game character? And she's like, yeah, not only is that a video game character, but I, like, it's the char it's the main character from whatever game she was playing all the time, you know? Okay. Um, that 90s game. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, not only did I change my last name to this character, but, like, I am this character. We share a soul. And you're just, like, that, that, like, that, like, gif of that guy just, like, blinking. Yeah, it's literally, it's that. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, all right, you're already kind of mm weird. And so this is just like the cherry on top right now. And it's called soul bonding. And she like tries to tell them about it, but they're not really interested. Whatever. I mean, okay. <laughs> they have their own shit to deal with, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel when I try to explain like anything related to the paranormal to somebody who isn't right. interested in it. So yeah, like I said, uh... I don't think the narrators are the good 
good guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll flash back to Bishop. So Bishop shows up and they introduce themselves. They're like, hey, I'm Bishop. And um, it comes out that Bishop is not their, like, given name, you know? And that Bishop is also a soul bonder and is soul bonded to a bishop in this video game. But not only that, but they are a bishop in real life for, like, the church of soul bonding, quote unquote. Whoa. So, if if you remember back during the last episode about this, Webmaster was like, the people on the internet have a word for people who soul bond. And it is batshit insane. Yes. So... (laughs) (laughs) let's just keep that in mind as we go forward um so they already think these two people are insane Um, yeah but whatever you know so the week that they're supposed to be there um basically they just spend all their time in the family room playing video games what the guy says was eating sleeping no is like playing games, sleeping, and eating everyone else's food. Oh man! <laughs> so not they were Come just on. literally just taking everyone else's food, <sighs> except what apparently the meat stuff because they're vegetarian. Okay, I mean I guess that's the most expensive part in some cases, but still, but still. Yeah. Don't eat each other's food. Like, come on, come on man. Come you on. Made such a big deal out of it, and now you're just gonna like eat other <sighs> people's food. Whatever. So during this week, um, I think we're in March now, it is Matt's birthday, and Matt is the homeowner, so all the other roommates get together, and they're like, we're gonna cook Matt dinner, and it's gonna be really nice. One of the engineers collects vintage wines or something, Um, so he, like, gets a nice bottle of wine, they make some barbecue, the girl, Carrie, even, like, gets veggie burgers for Sarah and Bishop. And um, they come home after being out for the day. And Carrie offers them these veggie burgers. And they are disgusted. They mm-hmm. are like, absolutely not. I can't even believe that you would even say something like that to me. Just, like, an, such an overreaction for being, like, Hey, we're going to have, like, a birthday party for our landlord. Do you want to join us? We got you something specific. Yeah. I was going to say, I love this whole house dynamic where they're, like, actually, like, thinking about each other and, like, doing things for each other. I, like, have to say that. Yeah. You know? Like, you can't just be like, hey, fuck you. So not only were they, like, fuck you, they went up to the, the room and came back down right as everyone was starting to eat dinner and held a protest against their barbecue. They made signs and they were chanting and they're like, you guys are murderers. You're eating fucking like me, like blah, blah, blah. And Matt is just like sitting there like calm as shit, like drinking his wine, eating his barbecue. And he's like, grow the fuck up and go away. Like find something better to do. And... Someone in their rage is like, grow up, you're crazy, like you like you aren't even who you say you are, or like something like that. 
mm-hmm. and like starts like making digs towards her soul bonding mm-hmm. and um she just like loses her shit and just starts like sobbing in the middle of this fucking dinner and like runs up to the room and is refusing to come down and <laughs> bishop is like i can't believe you guys like you don't even understand like Sarah has PTSD from being bullied in school and she's like on all this medication and they're like, look, we know she doesn't take her medication. She mm-hmm. told us that like she it like she doesn't take her medication. Yeah, and highly doubt she's actually like seeing a therapist or anything like that. Right? Actually, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So Bishop, like, manages to calm Sarah down, and um, they agree to have, like, a house meeting. And at this house meeting, Sarah comes comes downstairs, like, wrapped in a blanket, and, like, throws herself over the <laughs> arm of the couch, all dramatic, and is, like, <laughs> crying, and, like, it's, it's like a whole show. And it's... Oh. It is very peak mental mental illness man oh um so dramatic yeah so they're like being like okay like we get it you're weird i don't care but like you can't like come into our house and tell us what we can and can't do we're not okay with that and we're not okay with you not having a job and we're not okay with you not being on your medication yeah because you are a completely different person when you're on your medication. Like, the first week that she moved in, she was, like, normal. I was going to say, she made it that far. She passed their interviews and, like, stuff like that. So, like, she definitely, like... Is able to function if she, like, takes her medication responsibly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, like, supposedly they got, you know, confiscated on her way to the UK. And she just didn't get more... So... They sit her down and they're like, why aren't you on your medication? And she's like, well, I haven't been able to go to the doctors because I don't have insurance. And they're like, why don't you have insurance? Why don't you have insurance? You had a job. Like, this job, this software company, like, provided you with insurance. And she was like, oh, well, actually. And the truth starts to come out. Oh, no. She did not work for this insurance company or software development company. Software development. I don't even know where I got insurance from. Health insurance. That makes sense. Perfect. Got him. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The two halves of your brains just like came together to high five. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So she didn't actually have a job. What had happened was she had a friend who worked for this company. She put their number down, and when the roommates called, she act or the friend acted as Sarah's boss. Okay, yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. they faked that. that. And um, the other thing that they find out is that her ID was faked. Mm-hmm. So she used that same friend's address to visit California and then get that ID. Because I guess it was easier to get a license back in the day. I don't know. It seems like she's going through more trouble to do all of these things than if she would just apply for a job. But anyway, okay. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, she's a fucking mess. And then she admits that she's never lived in California. And she actually came from the East Coast, where we know her last known location was Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Um, So she just came straight from there to California. So she came straight from there. And she started looking for places in California because she thought people in California would be more welcoming of her... Whatever the... Whatever her stuff was. (laughs) Yeah. She thought people were going to be more welcoming. So she, like, found them online and started to apply and, like, faked all the stuff just so she could move to California. Ah, yes. A house of young professionals. Surely they will not find out. Yeah. Oof. Well, I mean, I guess she wasn't wrong. It's not like these people aren't trying to help her, you know. But at the same time, uh, nobody's going to tolerate any of that. I don't care where you live. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good luck finding somebody to deal with that. Like, like obviously, she has a boyfriend in Northern California, mm-hmm. which they do meet eventually. So he is real. That's good. At least. So, like, why doesn't she just, like, live with him or whatever? But I don't know. Who knows? Um, So she's, like, telling this story. And Matt is a very kind soul. And through guidance counseling, he knows some psychiatrists and offers to take her to a psychiatrist pro bono i was gonna ask about that i was like didn't you say that this guy was like a school counselor or something so Mm -hmm. okay yeah yep okay so he's like it's not gonna cost you anything it's fine like i'll take you like Mm -hmm. it's fine jesus christ and she like reluctantly agrees whatever but they're still pissed that she lied to them. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we're doing all this stuff for you. We'll let you stay through April, but you have to leave. You already paid for the three months rent. So May 1st, you're out, you're out of here. Like, you can't do this shit anymore. Yeah. So Matt takes her to the doctor and something happens in the doctor's office. You know, it's all confidential. And she comes out. She has a new prescription. And she starts taking her meds, and it's like she's a different person again. Yeah. It, like, takes her a while to start applying for jobs, and they're, like, still, like, trying to get her job, like, within their company, like, despite, like, asking her to move out already. Um, So are they, did they pretty much just, like, threaten her with that, but, but then at the same time saying, if you get your shit together, you can stay? No, they, they like, were fully convinced. They're like, no, you're not staying. You have a month to get your shit together. We're helping you, like, get mental health. But, like, you lied through our application process. You're not the person we want to live yeah, with. Yeah, okay, okay, good, um, good. Stand your ground. Yeah, I respect that. Yeah. <sighs> shit. <sighs> this story just gets more weird now. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is about. Perfect. All of the weird. So she's back on her meds. She's acting like a normal human being. She's taking, a, uh, like, a week, and she's, like, getting her shit together, right? Mm-hmm. Bishop ends up staying extra days, so they overstay their welcome, oh, which is great. another, like, flag, you know? Mm-hmm. They're like, come on, man. 
Like, you can't fucking do this now. You weren't even supposed to be here for a week, let alone, like, ten days or whatever. Exactly. And he's like, if you're not out of my house, like, I'm calling the police. Like, go find a fucking hotel. Like, you're not staying here any longer. Yeah. So she's getting her shit together, and um, her boyfriend comes to visit. And they find out that he is the one giving her all of this money. Okay. You know, he pays for her flights, he pays for her, he paid for her rent, he paid for all of this stuff for her, but also, like, actively discourages her from taking her medication, because the medication is numbing her psychic ability, it's, like, crushing her soul bond, whatever the fuck oh, you want to call no. it. So. Oh, God. Yeah. And... <sighs> Matt is like, no, like, if you're going to be here, Sarah is taking her medication and you're not going to fucking say a goddamn thing about it. Yeah. And I give Matt a lot of credit because he seems like the only normal, sane, nice person in this story. And he's really just trying to do what's best for everyone. Yeah. And it does. I'm also getting that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Like Pete, the narrator, asshole. The -hmm. other guys that live in the house fucking assholes but matt he seems to be okay yeah he's probably like the only thing holding that house together basically um so i didn't get the boyfriend's name because subtitles are awful on youtube and it wasn't and it was like whatever i didn't know i don't know his name (laughs) it's probably fine it's probably fine (laughs) Um, but they met on the internet because Sarah, you know, started the religion of soul bonding. So he is also a soul bonder, but his soul kin is a dragon. And it's not any specific dragon. I was going to say, does this dragon have a name? name (laughs) It's just a dragon. And Pete oh, tries to be okay. a dick about it and like, oh, why can't you breathe fire if you're a dragon? And he's like, haha, like, I share a soul with a dragon. I'm not actually a dragon. Like, duh, that's bro. The Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Interesting. So they're like, you guys are fucking weird. Like, at some point, um,. <laughs> Um, someone walks in on Sarah and her boyfriend, like, fucking in the bathtub, and, like, at one time, they're, like, fucking on the couch in the living room, and, like- Interesting. Okay. Basically, everyone is counting down the days until she leaves. May 1st. (laughs) Please leave. May 1st. And it's getting kind of close- and Matt is like, hey, like, so where are you going? And she's like, oh, I'm not leaving. Oh, I thought it would be cool if I just, like, stayed. And they're like, well, what do you mean you're not leaving? And she's like, well, my soul feels really comfortable in this house, so I'm not leaving. And they're like, you don't have a fucking choice. Like, you need to leave. And she's like, make me. So why doesn't she just leave her soul there? And just push her vessel out the door. <laughs> Man, I have no idea. So her vessel is not welcome in this house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. 
probably her soul at this point isn't welcome yeah. either. So yeah, <laughs> she does get a job around this point, and um, we'll go into that in a little bit. But she like does find a job. Okay, I guess that's good. So I don't know. She thought that would make it better. I guess. Um. <clears throat> so basically, she's like, "Evict me! Do it! I dare you!" So okay. they start the eviction process, and. In 2007 in California, it's, like, taken a while. So first thing that Matt does is, like, serve her a notice of eviction, basically. Like, you, like, written notice, like, you have 30 days to vacate the premises or we will be forcibly evicting you. Yeah. So she gets this notice and then starts a claim for religious discrimination. (laughs) And discrimination based on her disability, which has never been mentioned before. They don't know of any disability that she has, let alone, like, discriminate against it. Um, so I, yeah, they're I like, mean, PTSD does count as a disability in some in some cases. Like, I feel like not sure. in 2007, you know? Probably not. You're right. Probably not in 2007. I don't know. The, like, I know the, now I don't it know. does, but... The narrator was also very rude about her PTSD. Yeah. Um, yeah. And doesn't believe that she has it. That doesn't shock me. Yeah, so there's that. Even though, like, her medication is actually helping and he's, like, literally seeing that in front of his eyes. But whatever. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. (laughs) I think, I think the narrator thinks she's, like, schizophrenic or something. Not just, like, Okay, I mean. But, like, it's not his job to diagnose her anyway. So, um, so he just, like, calls her crazy. Cool. I love generalizations. (laughs) me too man it's great (laughs) fuck okay so the eviction process starts she files this claim um claiming that they're evicting her due to religious reasons okay and her religion is soul bonding and is that a is that a registered religion it is not it is not i feel like that has to be a thing they send a guy out to the house the department of and um of they like ha- whatever yeah um they have an interview with the landlord and he's like listen this is what she's claiming is her religion we're not evicting her because of her religion we're evicting her because of these other things she literally broke our house rules yeah exactly and the guy was like, okay, you're right. That doesn't qualify as, like, religious discrimination. You're mm-hmm. right. But also, I got to give credit to this fucking, like, state worker who came out and basically, like, saved these guys. Saved Matt from, like, a lot of hassle. Because he's like, hey, you're actually renting here illegally. And he's like, oh, I'm not renting. Like, these are my homies. They live with me. And we pay for, like, maintenance and utility. They don't pay rent, you know? Okay, yeah. Um, And the state worker was like, nah, dude. Like, you have to have this, like, specific, like, paper file, whatever you need. Like, saying that you are a landlord, these are your tenants, and, like, this is what you expect them to pay. Yeah. And, like, do you have any of them sign leases? Like, no. <laughs> Oof. Oh, Sarah's lived here for three months? Like. Oof. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So he's oh. like, this is you like you have to go get this paperwork and get it now because the next step in the eviction process, you're gonna need it, and if you don't have it, like you're never gonna like evict Sarah. I don't. You can't, if you never had them sign any kind of paperwork when they moved in, you'd, like, literally have nothing to go off of. Yeah, so exactly. And, like... I mean, even I know that. That's... I don't know. Whatever. That's weird. And I get it. Like, Matt was, like, a really trusting guy. He was like, oh, like, my homies live here. We're all having a good time. But, like... And it worked great for him for a while. But, like, of course, like... Was the lawyer in the house just kind of like, eh? Yeah, the lawyer was, like... I don't specialize in that kind of law. Exactly. She's like, I'm like a criminal attorney. Like, I'm not like a real estate lawyer. Like, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. Basically. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) So, like, okay. I get it. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought. I have the sun right in my eyes now. I can see it. I'm jealous oh that you have God. that you have any kind of sunlight right now. We have zero. It's like well, dark out. I guess I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like um, reflecting off of your headphones too. It's like I know. Really- <laughs> I like keep like catching <laughs> the reflection. I'm just like, oh, oh no. Maybe I can. Yeah, block it with the chair. Perfect. Innovation. It excites. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're, ta- we're talking so, about how the dude the dude helped Matt with the law stuff and with the oops. paperwork and shit. Yeah. So shout out to that guy for helping Matt out. Yeah. He could have just been like, haha, you're fucked. Yeah. So Matt goes back and he starts this whole process. And this whole process, of course, is like delayed because there's so many people applying and the state doesn't have enough workers and whatever. Basically, it's going to take 90 days. Oh, no. So. Dun, dun, dun. During this time, we get some work stories now. So, Sarah gets um, some sort of desk job. It's like data entry or something. Okay. Um, You know, she's got like a desk and a cubicle and a computer and a chair. And she sits there. Yeah. And okay. she does data entry, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, wears whatever she wants to work, which is like the first thing. And she's like, well, technically, you guys don't have a dress code. <laughs> so her boss is like, you're right. We don't have a dress code. But now we do. So. <laughs> <laughs> what is she like coming in with like string bikinis on or something like that? I mean, I guess she was coming in dressed as her character or whatever. Oh. Um, so it okay. wasn't considered appropriate for the workplace. It, con- it was considered like more of a costume. Like it wasn't all out, but it was weird. You know, it was weird enough to make the boss go, don't bring that. Don't wear that. Yeah. The second thing she does is turn her desk or like turn her computer and her chair around so that her back is not facing the aisle. And she's yeah. like, I get really uncomfortable when people walk by me and I don't like that. And the boss is like, 
hey, you can't do that because, like, we need to, we, like, walk around and we make sure everyone's doing work and I need to be able to, get, like, keep eyes on your monitor. Yeah, that's typically the reason why your monitor is facing towards an aisle. Right? Yeah. Right. So she's like, oh, there's a glare. And she, and he's like, fine, I'll move your desk. Like, like blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, <laughs> And, like, is basically being a brat, like, a little child about it. And her boss, like, pulls up, like, IT records and finds out that she's been spending a lot of time at work on her personal emails, on her live journal, on anything but work, yeah, basically, right? Mm -hmm. And, oh, he's like, hey, you can't, you can't fucking do that. You're at work. Like, you need to be working. You can't be doing personal stuff. And she, like, throws a fit about that. She is like, you are discriminating against me and my religion because (laughs) she was spending all the time online connecting with other soul bonders and, like, teaching them the ways because she is, you know, quote unquote, the founder, which, like, we know she isn't. But, um, even if that is, like, no, I mean, you still shouldn't be using your work time to do stuff like that, regardless if it's for a religion. So that's just, okay. Yeah. That's just stupid. Um, so (laughs) they're like, fucking no, dude. So it's basically, like, thing after thing. She, like, brings in, like, scarves to, like, hang up in her cubicle, but she's, like, hanging them from like the ceiling and stuff so it's like a fire hazard basically (sighs) um so she gets in trouble for that she like is caught like napping at her desk so she gets in trouble for that like basically it doesn't take her very long to lose her job Yeah. yeah and after all that she's still like spending money left and right and like we know her boyfriend like gives her money but like this is a lot so pete does some more digging and finds out that there is like a huge community of soul bonders that are just sending her money constantly for like You know, private spiritual revelations and this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, like, providing for the leader. And it's all it's all getting right back into, like, cult stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So now giving we're, in a, up your now we're making freedom. a cult. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's happening. Dude, I hate and, to interrupt you, but I need you to look at Orion right now. Oh, my God. The belly. Oh, I love him. He's just staring at me. Upside down. He's so cute. I kept turning around and looking at him, and I was like, I need Sam to see this before he rolls (laughs) over. No, I get it. I have my feet on a Reuben right now, so. Aww. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. So. We're back into cult stuff. Okay. So, um, the timeline kind of gets fuzzy, and basically she ends up living where she's living for, like, the better part of a year, and then hits them with lawsuit after lawsuit after she moves out, but 
sometime before she moves out, like, the last big incident for this house, Sarah invites her cult over. And... Oh, no. So her boyfriend is there. Bishop comes back from overseas. Uh-huh. Um, and there are six to ten other people that, like, basically all show up at the house. And, mm. um... <sighs> Matt and the other roommates are pissed off. They're like, one, you just invited, like, ten people over without letting us know. But, like, two, like, they're all staying over as well. And they took over our house, you know? Yeah. They're, like, hanging out in our living room where we, like, live and, like, chill and, like, watch TV and stuff. And, like, this is, like, uncalled for. Like, this is unacceptable. That's way too many people. All right, hold on. I got a little riot outside. Yeah. He's doing a yell. You want to go out? Thanks for hanging out with me, prof. Goodbye, sir. Anyway, yeah, fuck that. (laughs) Yeah, so they invite a bunch of people over without asking. Mm -hmm. And Matt and the other people, like, they all go into the house and they're like, hey, you all need to leave. Like, you can't stay here. Go find a hotel if you have so much money. fucking somewhere else, right? Yeah. And of course, like, there's this, like, one little girl, like, I say little girl, but... I assume she was, like, a teenager. Oh. Um, And she's there with, like, her stuffed animals and stuff. And she's like, oh, I thought we were going to be able to, like, stay the night here. And they're like, no, like, sorry, you have to leave. And she's like, but I don't have any more money. (laughs) Like, I don't know where to go. And they're like, like, I'm really sorry, but you guys have until 10 p.m. And at 10 p.m. I'm calling the police. Yeah. Um, So... They were starting to set up some sort of ritual. They had a bunch of candles and music playing and, you know, Sarah was wearing, like, a, a white dress, like, a white gown and, like, everyone is dressed up all fancy and at, like, 9.58, Matt's like, I'm calling the police in two minutes, like, and y'all look like you're in the middle of something, so... And so one of the guys that's visiting fucking stands up and takes a swing at Matt. Okay. Um, That escalated quickly. It it escalated quickly. He's like, you can't tell us what to do. And like stands up, takes a swing at Matt. And then one of the other roommates calls the police and is like, hey, this is what's happening. Can you come help? Um, That kid gets arrested. And Matt's like, yeah, I'm fucking pressing charges on you. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, yeah. You literally assaulted, like, someone. In, like, in his own home. He's like, yeah. I own this place. And you fucking come in here. And I don't even know you. You're a stranger. Like. Yeah. Uh, so. Don't do that. that. So they kick everyone else out besides Sarah. Because they can't. They can't kick her out because she lives there. Mm-hmm. Great. Cool. And she's, like, pissed off and she's screaming and yelling and, like, whatever. And the boyfriend ends up, like, calling everyone a cab and, like, taking them away, basically. Yeah. And that's, like, pretty much the last we hear of them. At some point, she moves out and she, like files 
like I said, some lawsuits, like wrongful eviction, discrimination, like all of these things, and none of them stick. But basically, all it does is like succeed in tying Matt and everyone else up in like the courts for years. Yeah. And she's a wicked bitch about it, of course, instead of just like letting it go. And there's never a final update. Yeah. The original poster, Pete, is like, I'll be back after vacation. I'm going camping. He comes back from camping. He's like, hey, I'll post later. And like basically never posts. So it is kind of left open-ended. Mm-hmm. And Sarah was basically just like a thorn in their side for years and years. And like we have that like vague connection to Jen. Oh it's my like, god, man. Yeah, so that is basically the Sarah saga. Holy shit. So it's like the same thing, but it's a, like literally a completely different person. Yeah. That's so, oh my god. And like, we do know that somewhere after Jen and Hoja break up, she and Anna, or Sarah, move in together and they're seeing each other and they beat the living shit out of another one of the girls. I don't know if you remember me telling you that. I but do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then, at, and we know that was in 2006. So it's very possible that this is the same person and she just took her crazy to the other side of the country. And uh, we don't really know what happened to her after that. Essentially, but she essentially like started her own cult, like yeah. separate cult. Yep. Jesus. And like, it wasn't the same game. It wasn't Final Fantasy, but like... Mm-hmm. It was still a video game. It was still a video game, and she still built a following around it and sucked money and time off of, like, innocent people and, like, had them fund her lifestyle while she didn't work. And she, you know, preached her religious ways or whatever. And oh my gosh. It's insane. Yeah. It is crazy. Holy shit. <sighs> wow. Well, okay. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Like I said, I hope there's more of the Freddie Lounge story. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that, so. Well, we had a few people on Twitter mentioning it, so I'm, like, curious to see what comes of that. Yeah. 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 I would like to, like, be able to find this actual story. Yeah. Like, I can find a lot of, like, comments about it, and, like, there's some other threads that, like, talk about how they connected the dots, but, like, I don't know the story. Like, I don't know what happened. It's just, like, bits and pieces. Like, oh, yeah. this happened, but, like, yeah, it's not streamlined. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know, like, the actual what happened. I just know everything that happened because of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm missing literally, like, the main thing. I'm just like... Shit. Yeah. Shit. Well... Yeah. Like I said, if anyone has that archived, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Or access to live journal as well. <laughs> Is live journal not a thing anymore? No, or... not really. I think, well, all the links I've clicked, you have to have, you have to have a login and I'm not about oh. to create a live, live journal. So. Fair. Yeah. Oh, it does still exist. Weird. So hmm. there's, yeah. There is a subreddit for um, Jen, though. It's called Tattle, Tattle Crime. If you want to go check it out. It's not Tattle very active. Tattle Crime. Okay. T-A-T-T-L-E. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So that's it. Sick. Colts fuck you up, man. Yeah. And then you turn around and fuck everyone else up, too, because yeah. you're like, huh. Yeah. Can I get a piece of that? <laughs> what if I just sucked all of this money out of random people? Oh, fuck. All right. Well, I'm going to go... I'm going to go grab another hard tea and some water, and then we can talk about weed. Sounds great. I saved all of my talking for this afternoon, and I didn't talk, like, at all at work today, and my throat still really hurts. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) But that's okay. I also got a bevy. Nice. I have a single one of these schmelties left. Oh, yeah. Those are good. I like those. They were pretty good, even though I chugged too many of them last time. Chugged too many of them, yeah. (laughs) Great. Refreshing. Okay. 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 So, um, this is actually like a pretty, uh, easy segue into my, what I decided to talk about this week. Um... So, September is Suicide Prevention Month. Mm. So, I figured that, you know, this would be a good thing to talk about. But um, we lose 800,000 plus people per year. Per year to suicide. 800,000. That's worldwide. Um, It's the 10th largest cause of death in the world. Or if you need some, like, tips on how to reach out to people who you think might be struggling, um, warning signs to look out for, alternatives to, you know, if you're feeling the need to self-harm or anything like that, um, you can go to, there's an account on Instagram, it's at realdepressionproject.com, it's the Depression Project, so you can go there to find more information if, you know, this is something that if you know somebody who's struggling or if you're struggling yourself and you need resources, you can go there. But since this is September, since it's Suicide Prevention Month, I wanted to talk about how medical marijuana helps with depression. So this is not going to be a fun topic, but I think it's very important. And um, especially right now, a lot of people are struggling with depression and anxiety and a lot of other issues. So, um, you know, if you have a dispensary near you, weed might be an option. All I'm saying is that if our story made you depressed, then uh, smoke some weed about it. Yeah, maybe just pause this real quick. Go smoke some weed and come back. Or listen to this first and then go smoke some weed. And you might feel a little better. Okay. So this, sound, this sounds kind of like redundant that I have to describe this, but um, depression is feeling sadness that you can't shake, um, lack of interest in activities that you normally tend to enjoy or that you once enjoyed. So if you are feeling that way, this might be something that you should listen to. Um, Depression affects some 350 million people across across the globe. So it affects a lot of people. Um, It's a very common mood disorder, and it is the leading cause of disability worldwide. Wow. And many people who have depression do not get the help that they need, either because they don't have the resources, maybe you don't really know where to go. So like I said, I'll, I'll give some resources at the end of this if, you know, you're one of these people. But there are a whole bunch of treatments that are currently available, including oral medications and different therapies. Um, researchers are starting to look into medical marijuana as an additional treatment to those two things. Interesting. 
Yeah. Oh, and this comes from healthline.com, by the way, if anybody wants to go read this entire article. So benefits of medical marijuana, which we've talked about in the past, like all of our episodes, um, (laughs) (laughs) marijuana can be used as a tool for a lot of things, including pain management. Um, If you have symptoms of anxiety, medical marijuana can help with that. It's also recognized as as a potential treatment for nausea and vomiting related to chemotherapy. Or if you just struggle with nausea, weed can help, among other things. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Scientists at the University of Buffalo started looking into marijuana as a possible treatment for depression. Um, This was in, I think, like 2018. And this is like depression that's caused by just like chronic stress, essentially. Um, The school's Research Institute on Addictions, or the IRA, has been focused on specifically brain chemicals called endocannabinoids. And these are naturally produced chemical compounds that already exist in your brain. Mm. Mm -hmm. So they play a role in your motor control, cognition, emotions, your behavior, and they have a very very similar chemical makeup to cannabis. Okay. Cannabinoids. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Endoca- endocannabinoids. So yeah. So um, one thing to note is that the scientists did perform the tests on animals. Don't condo- I don't condone animal testing, first of all. Um, and I mean, we can pretty much guess why legalities and stuff like that normally prevent research from being done on humans, typically, for medical or for marijuana related stuff but they've discovered that chronic stress suppresses your brain's production of endocannabinoids so that leads to depression-like behavior in animals Whoa! by introducing cannabis into their system um it helps to restore normal levels of can of endocannabinoids and like regular function and it like i said it did like seem to ease depression i guess or depression like symptoms or behavior um so like there have been studies that have been done on this but a it's been done on animals and um b obviously like research is always being done since marijuana isn't federally legal yet yeah so there are some risks however to taking or to using marijuana um side effects typically vary depending on the method of your consumption which we talk a lot about different ways to consume your weed and how they affect you differently. And like there's mixed views on whether marijuana can lead to depression or whether it treats depression, because in a lot of cases it can tend to like make you more depressed. Um, So it like pretty much depends on how you're consuming it and how much you're consuming. Um, But that's not something that we know for sure yet, of course. Right. Marijuana has been shown to trigger schizophrenia or psychosis in people that are at higher risk for those conditions. However, that research is not conclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, there, any, there isn't any clear evidence to suggest that marijuana causes depression. However, there may be a link between the two. Um, some research suggests regular or heavy users of the drug are diagnosed with depression more often than non-smokers. Whoa, I, I have something to say about that. Go ahead. I wonder... If I'm thinking correla- correlation, not causation. If you have a mental illness, if you are depressed, you are going to self-medicate. Mm-hmm. And the most, the easiest way to self-medicate is to drink or to smoke. 
Mm-hmm. And so if you are a habitual user who started using to treat your undiagnosed mental illness, mm-hmm. are you you are obviously more likely to get diagnosed with that mental illness further on the line than people who don't smoke because they didn't have pre-existing mental illness. Pretty much, yeah. No, I see what you're saying. I don't think it's the weed that is making people depressed. Exactly. I think it's people who are depressed smoke. (laughs) Self-medicating, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I think that, like, especially for myself, for a long time, I thought that, you know, smoking weed cured a lot of my problems, and it does. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, I'm not struggling with something that weed can't help. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, like, a very good point. Like I said, it completely depends on how you take it. I mean, if you're, like, using a spray or a pill or um, even, like, smoking it versus vaporizing it, like we talked about last mm-hmm. up, last episode, like, that can have a different effect on how you process it and how high you are. Um, yeah, so it is, like, a potential therapy, but there are, like, other traditional methods, traditional treatments, quote-unquote traditional, for depression. Um, therapy is a huge one. It is possible to successfully manage and treat mild, moderate depression with just therapy. Even just, you know, even if you have to give it a shot and maybe rotate through a couple different therapists or a couple different kinds of therapy, you know, that's a huge, huge, huge thing. I honestly recommend that everybody goes to therapy. I'm not saying that if you, even if you're just feeling depressed, you should go to therapy. Everybody should go. I agree. I think it's nice to just have a third party who is very unbiased about your life to have some advice and to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your friends, your family, your like significant others are not your therapists. Even if they are a therapist, they are not your therapist and they shouldn't be. So, I mean, I tell people this like, or like, I mean, I tell myself it. I tell everybody this like all the time. I don't care who you are. You should go to therapy, especially if you are depressed. Um, antidepressants are another tool that some doctors use for more severe depression, depression cases. Um, examples include SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, um, and other antidepressants. Um, I know that like you take one. Yeah, I take an SNRI actually, which is a selective norepinephrine. Oh, yeah. Okay. Reuptake inhibitor. It's slightly different. It works with serotonin and norepinephrine. Because I have supercharged depression. Aw, yeah. Boy. Super depression powers activate. Uh, and like, okay, and like, this is like, I mean, it, I've never taken an antidepressant, but I've taken, I've taken anti-anxiety medications that are meant to also assist with depression. But I know that a lot of people who take antidepressants typically will try a few different medications before they find one that works for them. So... I mean, you should only do this if your doctor tells you that you should be taking it. And this is just something I'm going to throw in randomly for if you have if you have kids, antidepressants have to be used with caution in children and teenagers. You should just go to a psychiatrist and have them prescribe it. This isn't something that you can just like, I mean, it goes back to like literally what you were just saying. You have to literally get prescribed an antidepressant, whereas, you know, you can go to a dispensary and buy weed. Yeah. Like, it's worth it. It is worth it. 
Um, other tools for coping with depression, if this is something that you struggle with, um, cut out extra responsibilities and stressors in your life. Give yourself room to breathe if you're feeling sad. Another thing that this article says that helps is to add more structure to your day. You can set reminders on your phone when you have events or other can't miss responsibilities. Um, a lot of times if you're feeling depressed, you might forget about things or lose motivation to do them or forget what day it is. Another thing that you consider is journaling. You can consider is journaling. Um, a lot of therapists will recommend journaling. It's a really healthy way for you to like be open and honest about how you're feeling, um, whether you're like sad or angry or fearful. If you're feeling if you're you know feeling bad, you should always just write down how you're feeling and keep track of that. Um, try not to isolate yourself. I know that this can be super difficult, especially right now in the middle of COVID, we're pretty much being forced to isolate ourselves. But having a support network around you has like infinite benefits. Um, so, you know, while you shouldn't rely on people to be your therapists, reaching out to your friends and family is really important. Another thing that helps is to like maybe find a simple daily task that you can do that makes you feel good, that relieves your stress or um, gets rid of bad emotions like taking a walk, doing yoga or um, meditation, which meditation is what really does it for me. So highly recommend. I just wanted to throw those in for like pretty much everyone. Just some yeah. reminders. <laughs> if you're feeling shitty, especially right now, the bottom line is that more work needs to be done to figure out whether marijuana is an effective quote-unquote treatment for depression. It is only legal in, I think, half of the states. Right now, when this article was written, only 24 states had legalized it for medical use, but that was in 2018. So if you're interested in using marijuana for depression and you live in an area where medicinal marijuana is legal, consider talking about it with your doctor. Um, they can discuss with you whether or not it would be a good option. Your doctor can also guide you through other options for treatment, and together you can develop the best strategy for you. And if you are struggling right now, or if you know somebody who's struggling, you can seek out groups that help with mental health. Your employer, or your church, or, um, you know, whatever community that you're in. Um, if you're in any kind of like assistance program, they may be able to help. You can also check out the National Alliance on Mental Illness and the Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance. And those also have resources. So, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. <laughs> you're welcome. It's not a fun topic, but I, know. I you know. <laughs> I think it's really important <laughs> to talk about. Yeah. Um, it seems relevant right now, obviously, with... The Suicide Prevention Month. Mm -hmm. And um, also, if you have never been feeling depressed before and quarantine has got you feeling depressed, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And there are ways to, like, help. I know if, like, any of our listeners wanted to, like, reach out to me, our DMs are open. Yeah. Yeah, if you ever just need somebody to talk to, like, both of us are, are, well, we might not respond immediately, but we will listen to you. Yeah, we understand, you know? Yeah. We are both depressed, and we are all collectively going through a very traumatic experience right now, mm -hmm. and we're, we're here for you guys. Yeah, 
And like yeah. we like we like I mean I think it's funny because I think that like this whole thing hasn't been as hard on me because I like have been feeling this way for such a long time and for people who have not been feeling this way it's a real shock like it really yeah. is and it's hard to handle mm-hmm. um so yeah 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 well well on that note <laughs> uh well. how do we transition out of that <laughs> uh, um, thank you for uh, listening uh, to our episode <laughs> You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash your brain on weird. Yes. Yes. That. Yes. Yes. Do you want to go through the other ones? Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Was that too sudden? No, 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 no. That was fine. I was like, what the fuck do I say now? I don't know what else to say. Uh, Me neither. Here are our credentials. Yes. Um... Yeah, you can find us on Patreon. Just go straight to the link, uh, patreon.com slash yourbrainonweird. If you want to subscribe to our Patreon, we have some fun stuff coming up. Uh, You can also find us on Twitter. That's where we are the most active. Yes. You can follow our personal accounts on Twitter, too, if you really want to. I think we're funny. I think I'm funny. I think you're funny. Oh, thanks. I think you're funny, too. Thanks, man. (laughs) Our handle is at weird underscore pod on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can find us there. Um, you can also find us on Instagram. Sam has been working really hard on making like cool little fun like pictures for our Instagram. Thank you. And I don't want to copyright photos, so I just do stupid shit for our posts. That, it's more fun that way. So <laughs> <laughs> that is entirely fair. I don't want somebody like coming at me for legal reasons. So I'm saying, I appreciate I'm that. Saying. Yeah. <laughs> Our Instagram is at YBOW podcast. You can find us there and follow us there. Uh, same thing. If you want to find our personals, you can do that too. Uh, we are on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. You can like us on Facebook and you can also leave reviews there. You can also, also leave reviews at Apple Podcasts. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, I think at this point most people do. Um, we'd really love it if you would just jump onto our podcast page and just hit the five star button that would be cool yeah 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 um (laughs) so that really helps and let's see that 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 am i forgetting anything i don't think i don't think so either well that is it for now wow and uh we really appreciate you guys listening and we're really loving all of our interactions with people on twitter and so on and so forth and uh yeah. yeah So thank you guys again for listening. I'm Sam. I'm Jess. And this has been Your Brain on Weird. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.